0: Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 16. I am your host, Sean Tudor. And I'm Sam. We want to discuss debt today. Because we have a lot of it.
1: Yes, but you always tell me there's a difference between good debt and bad debt.
0: There is a difference between good debt and bad debt. Uh, we have a little bit of bad debt, but we have a lot of good debt. hmm And so, we kind of want to break down what that means today, right?
1: Yeah. And then we can discuss, too, like, how that can help you get more, uh, like, rental properties.
0: Right? Absolutely. Wait, how, what can get more rental properties? Good debt. Right.
1: Or how to use debt properly, we Correct. should say.
0: Correct, correct. All right. So, Sam. Yes. How was your day?
1: My day was pretty good. Went by quick. Felt like I didn't do much, but I actually accomplished a lot. How about you?
0: Had a phenomenal day. I don't have many days that aren't phenomenal.
1: You're pretty happy all the time.
0: Literally always.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How's your Dogecoin doing?
1: Dude, so good. It is now, Sean, it has now become 50% of my portfolio.
0: It has gotten to the point that tutors of life might just turn into cryptocurrencies of life.
1: Ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm just checking right now. Um, Doge is back down a little bit.
0: You know what? We just got to buy more on the dip.
1: Oh, it's uh oh. That's why my stocks are doing. Because I'm in Doge and Bitcoin. Um, so Bitcoin hasn't been doing the greatest today.
0: Yeah, but, that's more of a long term investment, yeah. Stability investment. So uh,
1: let's, we'll just put this in recording for uh, people who listen to this, not when they come out. Um, Today is Cinco de Mayo, Um, or I like to call it Cinco de Micho, because one of my friends from high school, today's his birthday. So Mitch nice. Johnson, shout out to you. But today's May 5th, and Dogecoin is currently at 63 cents. Oh, oh, it just bumped up to 64
0: I'm going to tell you right now. I'm putting this on record. I personally believe if you look at if you look at percentage, okay? Just this year so far, Dogecoin has gone from under 1 cent. Under 1 cent and it has hit over 70 cents this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: It's on the rise to one dollar.
0: Okay, so my my belief dogecoin going from one penny to one dollar is less likely than Dogecoin to go from one dollar to ten dollars. The same percentage or the same amount of i i guess like market cap ad would be doge going from 1 cent to $1 and doge going from $1 to $100 am i wrong
1: mm. What? You're just doing comparison, right?
0: It's basic math. Yeah, yeah. Because people are telling me there's no way Dogecoin's going to hit 10 cents. There's no way Dogecoin could ever hit $100. When you're talking about market capitalization or market capital, whatever, whatever the hell they, the term is for that, like the amount of money in Doge or the amount that Doge takes up, mm. going from one cent to $1, which $1 is right around the corner. I'm telling you people, there's no different than it going from $0.01 cent to $1, from $1 to $100.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's right around the corner.
1: Mm-hmm. I can see it. I mean, look at Bitcoin. You and I bought Bitcoin over just over a year ago at $4,000. It is now at $57,000. That's
0: what I'm saying. And not only that, Bitcoin at one point in time didn't have, it it was less than Doge. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Come on now. And now people are going to say, oh, Doge doesn't have a use. Okay, well, you know what? It has a use of making me money, so shut up.
1: Okay, let's go on to debt.
0: So Dogecoin, thank you for sharing, Sam. I just wanted to touch on that
1: yeah. so I
0: could come back and listen to this in a couple of years when Doge is $1,000. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so... Oh, that... wait. Did I say
1: it's 2021 in my date? Yeah. I don't know. It's 2021.
0: That also... So that that's cool. We, we like doing that. Honestly, gang, as we talked before in the previous, we do not put a lot of money in that. In risky shit like Doge, we put less than 10%. Not even. We put, like, 5%. Into Doge? Into risky investments. Maybe 10% max of our investments from our paycheck.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say that.
0: Yeah. So, like, we don't condone this, but... If you do, don't put your life savings in it. Unless your life savings is a thousand dollars and go for gold. Right. Anyhow, so glad to hear it. Sam, what else is on our horizon? What did we look at yesterday that we we're considering?
1: Yesterday we looked at a beautiful fourplex uh, that Sean want to Sean and I want to purchase and then live in for a year. Um Yeah. I don't know. It was cool. It was, it was really great. Um, the location's not my favorite though, but it has a nice, it's on the end of a cul-de-sac. So there is this beautiful side yard that we could fence in that Mimi can run around in.
0: That has a nice fireplace already built in. Fire pit. Sam, thank you. You are right. A fire pit in the yard. Thank you. No fireplace.
1: Ryan said fireplace yesterday, and I was like, it's not a fireplace, but okay.
0: Was he talking about the fire pit or the fireplaces in the other units?
1: It was the fire pit, because it was when we were outside, and he's like, look over there. You already have a fireplace.
0: Yeah, dude. Ryan and I might not be the smartest at all times.
1: And that is why you have me and Eva.
0: Absolutely. So, hey, Sam, I'm a believer
1: hmm I know you are.
0: Of things that happen for a reason. Okay? And and we went and we drove by those those fourplexes last week. hmm And when we drove by, there's three of them. Three fourplexes for sale. We looked at one and we said, Dang, how nice would it be? How nice would it be to get this end one if they'd be willing to sell this end one And if we could get the end unit with the big yard, how nice would that be? It would almost be the perfect storm.
1: And then it happened to be vacant.
0: And then that's the only vacant unit out of all 12 units. Sam,
1: do you see why I'm a believer? But they have been showing it, and he wasn't sure if someone signed a lease or not already.
0: But do you see why I'm a believer, Sam? I do. Things just line up. hmm So that is some of the stuff um, recently in Sam and Mai's life.
1: Have we talked about why we're selling our house?
0: We may have, but why don't you touch on it for new listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, so we bought this house two and a half years ago now. Um, and we bought it to flip it. Like, we bought it as a learning experience and we added a bedroom in a basement. We had to, got a couple rooms, redid the kitchen. It was a huge learning experience for us, but we bought it with the intentions that we weren't going to live here forever. Um, so yeah, and it's, the market is doing super well right now and it's just a good time to sell it. It breaks my heart. I love this house, but I know it's not our forever house. Um, so yeah, it's it's time to move on. And we want to move into a multi-unit just so then our renters can pay our mortgage for us. They call it house hacking. Mm-hmm. And then that way we can save more money to invest in other things like classic cars and some other rentals um, or flips and furs. Um,
0: we do want to try vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, with the profits. Uh, one good thing about selling the house now, um, is it's been past two years, so we don't have to assume capital gains or any taxes. It's yeah. tax-free, the sale, because we lived here for two years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's time, it's time to move on to bigger and better things. And we're kind of thinking we're going to, um, as long as everything works out with this fourplex, we'll move into there for a year, maybe move into something for the year after that. And then hopefully we'll get a decent house that we like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd yeah, be all right.
1: Of, yeah. That's kind of our plan.
0: Yeah. That should, I mean, by doing uh, house hacking for the next one to three years, um, that should set us up where we will receive enough passive income from those units. Once we move out, uh, whether it's, you know, if it's two to three of them, we should be able to receive enough passive income from them to cover a mortgage on a house for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so then we'll be living for free still. Yeah. So yeah, if we can jump for two to three years, I think that would set us up very well.
1: Mm -hmm. And, And we really, uh, like the idea of vacation homes. Um, think there's a very strong market for it right now um anywhere you go really so we want to go into that and then we can go vacation there for free whenever we want Mm
0: -hmm. well and a a big thing with that is like um so if we're house hacking you and i no matter what are going to have rentals Mm -hmm. and so we'll have no matter what two good rentals (laughs) fourplex or, or a fourplex and a duplex or maybe another fourplex yeah um and then maybe a couple more. So we already have some pretty safe investments.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then Ryan and I, uh, him and I right now have... Man, I think we have five. I think we have five rentals together currently. Um,
1: Counting the group homes? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Yeah, so I
0: think Ryan and I have five together currently and then five more under contract, mm-hmm. which we'll be getting rid of... Uh, three or four of them so Mm -hmm. I mean but we'll still keep probably two yeah we'll keep two for sure Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um so yeah it's um the the safe investing I'm really doing group home wise I'm doing investing with Ryan and then um the house hacking um and so that's why Sam and I agreed for funsies Mm -hmm. We're going to do vacation rentals. Mm -hmm. Um, So,
1: I mean, we can't, we know so many people buying houses in Eau Claire, Wisconsin right now that uh, eventually there's not going to be many to buy. So, obviously, we like someone has to branch out to do something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be fun to get into different markets and see because.
1: And I love traveling. So, this is kind of um, our compromise of me getting to travel. Uh, and investing while doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could, um, yeah. But lastly, with us moving, um, we'll hopefully get some YouTube videos up and running of us podcasting.
0: Yeah, cause right now we kind of we
1: we could it just wouldn't be pretty.
0: Yeah, we currently podcast in an alleyway of a room, um, and so. When we actually have a room we can dedicate to it, maybe put up some of that fancy sound proofing. Mm-hmm. And then we can set up our desks strategically um, so we can record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one thing, Sam and I like to be able to look at each other while we're podcasting. Um, so, we could set up our desks or set up a table or something where we can do that. Um, so, that'll be cool. And mm-hmm. then around that time, um, since we'll have the video set up, I'll also, for the halibut, try day trading sometimes. <laughs> and I'll record that so people can see me massively fail or not fail. Hmm? So I think that would be fun. Yeah, it'll be cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So hopefully big things happening for the tutors of life over here. Absolutely. So Sean, how can we have all these properties? Do you have loans on all of them? Yes. So, I mean, there's so many, like, Dave Ramsey and people out there that say debt is bad. All debt is bad. What is your opinion on that?
0: This is my thing. If you are an average Joe, you consider yourself to be an average Joe. You may have a spending issue. You struggle to not live paycheck to paycheck. Go check out Dave Ramsey. He's he's the guru when it comes to that. For the average Joe, please, please, please listen to Dave Ramsey. Phenomenal guy. An individual like myself, I have a need. A need to thrive. And I have to win i have to win every day i gotta win i cannot do that by being debt free i leverage debt so i can win day after day after day and my wealth can grow exponentially mm-hmm So this is my thing. If you are very, if you're a very big go-getter, and you are responsible, or you can learn to be responsible, then watch someone like Grant Cardone. He uses debt. He has a way bigger net worth. Than Dave Ramsey.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. These debt-free guys. Yes, they are debt-free. A lot of them, though, are not like, they're not the average Joes. Dave Ramsey makes a lot of money because he's got a lot of books.
1: Books and then a talk show, right? Books
0: and a talk show. Okay, so that's his job. He's making a lot of money doing that. That's awesome. That affords him to... Pay down a lot of things, have rentals and stuff like that. The average Joe making forty or fifty thousand dollars a year. I would love to see you get into passive income, real estate investing, by paying off those houses.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How long is that going to take? The so we'll just go plain and simple. Our most recent duplex, hundred two thousand dollars. Okay. Yes. We have to do about ten thousand in total for renovations. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have about a hundred. We'll just say hundred ten thousand dollars in that property.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, one hundred ten thousand. You make forty to fifty thousand a year. Sam, combined, you and I live off of four. I
1: thought sixty forty, forty.
0: We live off of about we live off of six no about fifty thousand yeah before taxes
1: yeah no yeah so yeah. we live off of like yeah thirty thousand after tax okay yeah what? okay
0: thirty thousand after tax we live on currently mm. I encourage somebody making forty to fifty thousand say you live off of thirty thousand okay well you make forty to fifty thousand you're only taking home thirty. 35000 maybe. If you make fifty, you might be at like $32,000 that you get take home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to live off of, we'll just say you're better than Sam and I, because I, I thoroughly believe a lot of people can be. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's say you live off of 20000 a year. Okay, you got $12,000 a year. All right, $12,000, you need to buy this duplex. Well, that's going to be roughly nine years. So at $12,000 a year, it's going to take you about nine years. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in nine years, Sam, what's going to happen to that property?
1: Um, you're going to have some maintenance, uh, some appliances might go out.
0: No, no. If so, um, Yeah, ap- that will absolutely happen. But what will happen to the value of the property? In nine years, will it still be $102,000?
1: No, it'll probably go up, right?
0: Appreciation. Yeah. Roughly 2% a year.
1: As long as we don't have, like, a crash, yeah. Well, even in 10 years, it should still go up.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you look just this year, we had 30% increase.
1: Right. But I'm just saying, like, so if there was a crash, um, unless it was at the very end of those 10 years. Right. Even after a crash, they'll go up again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, let's, we'll just be on the low side. You need 9 years. Mm -hmm. 2% a year. With that compounds every 2 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you got to add on roughly $24,000 to that. Roughly, yeah. Okay. That's fine. We can do that. So, now you're at um 136. Okay? So yep. at 136,000. Well, that actually took you a couple more years, so that's at 140,000 now. Okay? So you are now in vet- you now need you are you get your first Property, good job in thirteen fucking years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, cool. You got your first property. All right. Every dollar you make on that is now subject to income tax. Good job. Bravo.
1: So now you lose twenty percent of it, depending on how much you make.
0: Well, you make it. If you make it fifty thousand. You, you've probably got some raises. You know, um, your tax bracket depending if you're married. Yeah, you'll lose twenty four percent. Okay. Yep. So, awesome. You're getting at that point, you should get thousand units. So two thousand dollars a month in rent. Okay. Well, why don't we just go ahead and take twenty four percent off that? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That's gone. Well, you will have your management fee that'll come off, and then if you have to do some maintenance here and there, that might come off. But um, for the most part, you are now going to be subject to tax on about eighteen hundred dollars. You did not realize any of that appreciation over those 10 years. If you would have gotten into that house for 20% down,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is $25,000 mm-hmm. or no, 20, sorry, $20,000. So big difference. Mm-hmm. You wait to have be, cause you want to be debt free. You want to have a paid off house to give you money. Okay. You're getting taxed on that whole amount. You are not realizing appreciation as early. So now you're paying for appreciation in 10 years in the future instead of having that appreciation 10 years in the future. You just lost what could have been 10 years of pay down. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you would only have 10 years left on your mortgage and you'd have that appreciation. So yes, sure, you would not be debt free, but you would have a property that you only put twenty five thousand dollars into
2: mm-hmm.
0: or thirty thousand with repairs thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars so instead you put hundred forty thousand dollars into this property instead of 30 mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: so the big big issue with that unless you are making well over a hundred thousand well over a hundred thousand please do not try to pay off your units there are massive tax repercussions by doing that you want to have loans interest is a a, an expense you write that off
2: Mm -hmm.
0: when you look at a unit or you look at whatever not only are you getting a are you getting a monthly check so a lot of our units we try to We try to do about $200 a door for cash flow, or if it's like a single family, like $300 in cash flow. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at that cash flow, you get that cash flow, okay? That and your principal amount is what's getting taxed, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: okay? Instead of the whole amount, that's what's getting taxed. Your interest is tax deductible. You have depreciation. Life's good. Life's grand. So, one, you have a little check coming in. Number two, you're realizing appreciation. So, you're holding these properties... Ten years ago, were houses cheaper than they are now? Obviously. How about 20 years ago?
1: Obviously, yes.
0: And 30 years ago, how Ob- much cheaper were properties?
1: Uh, what, a third of what they are now, probably? Probably. Yep.
0: So you hold these properties for 20 to 30 years all you had to put down was 20%. Now you have massive appreciation. Okay? Then this 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 whole thing you are paying your mortgage with someone else's money.
1: Right. So I, that's like one thing like we've talked about is like it, I always, like, thought of it like, oh, well, if our mortgage wasn't as high, like, we would get more money in our pocket now. Yes. But it doesn't really matter because, like, we're not the ones, like, it, I mean, yes, it, like, could be our money, but it doesn't really matter. It's, like, free money anyways. It's kind of how you have to think about it. Like, so their money is paying for your mortgage and extras. Yes.
0: Yes. And so that's where, uh, like, choosing between a fourplex and a duplex to live in, Sam and I are going to do a VA loan or a 3 to 5% down loan, mm-hmm. one or the other.
1: Well, yeah, because we can't do a VA loan.
0: I can do a VA, yeah, because we're not married yet. So if we're looking at this, right, we have a fourplex with a mortgage of around $2,500 a month. hmm Rent is paying for that 2500 okay? Plus, you're paying your realtor fees. Because we calculated out on the last ones. Yeah. So you're paying your property management fees. You're sticking 15% away for maintenance, capex, all that stuff. You're paying your mortgage. And if you had all the units full, we we figured it out, you'd still do about $360 a month in cash flow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We calculated alongside of that. There was this duplex at the time. That was a pretty good deal. We calculated out the duplex, same or deal, both sides. The mortgage on that duplex was about Mm $1,100. 15% aside for CapEx maintenance, all that good jazz. 7% for property manager. Cash flow for that guy was about $400. Mm Mm-hmm. So the cash flow was better for the duplex. Here's the difference, folks. Both deals, you got little to no money in because you house hacked and lived in there a year. Then you moved out to whatever you wanna do with your life, okay? Little to no money into both deals. One deal is paying down a mortgage of $2,500. You're sticking 15% of the income. That income is double, guys, double. So you're sticking Fifteen percent of that money away, which is actually double the amount of the fifteen percent for the duplex. Mm-hmm. The mortgage is about two and a, uh, about two and a half times yeah. the other one, and you're talking about a forty dollar difference in cash flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is why this is important. The principal payment you are paying down. And the, the interest everything that pay down you have for thirty years on that fourplex and that thirty years on that duplex. Here's the difference. At the end of it, you both so both times you are getting this cash flow three sixty for one four hundred for the other. Once the mortgages are paid off, you now have double the income from the fourplex than the duplex. Because you got four units paid off compared to two units paid off. So yes, one cash flow is better. I understand that. But if you look at long term, number one, you're going to have double the income. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Number two, you have four units compared to two. So you can factor in a double on appreciation. A double? Double on appreciation. Because if you figure thirty years, you buy a property for five hundred grand compared to a property for two fifty. Okay.
1: Oh, you're 30, talking about that fourplex.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Boom. That should be able to realize about one million dollars. That five hundred should be about $1 000, 000, 30 years. Thirty years for that duplex, two fifty. Well that one was about two thirty five, but it needed fifteen thousand work. So yeah. two fifty. That one will realize a five hundred thousand dollar value. So that forty dollars a month, if you're house hacking wise, I understand if you're gonna buy these outright, you gotta put twenty percent down on that five hundred compared to twenty percent down on that two fifty, and that'll throw a big wrench into a lot of people's plans. Sam and I can't even do that. Yeah, no. So I'm I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying house hacking purpose-wise, that fourplex you realize. Double the income, double the appreciation, but you lose $40 a month in cash flow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can make $40 a month by running Uber for two hours once a week. BioLife. Biolife Bio-life. Donate plasma. So that's where cash flow, you, you, you always want to, unless you are extremely wealthy, you always want to make sure stuff cash flows. with that cash flow think of appreciation it is good to have cash flow but if you have to sacrifice a little cash flow for double the appreciation that's a phenomenal retirement plan Mm -hmm. so that right there is is the fourplex to duplex thing that's i I am willing to get into a deal with no money in. Mm-hmm. I will not do it a lot. I will do it just for what we live in mm-hmm. because you get to a point where you're over leveraged, which will hinder you from doing other projects, which will lead into next.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you want to do that with some deals, house hacking, live in, low money down. Keep in mind, guys, when you move out in one year, you are still cash flowing, You move on to the next one. You're cash flowing. Who cares if the mortgage is a little more? Who cares if the mortgage is an extra $100, $200 a month? Mm -hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. Because you're cash flowing. You're building equity. You're in this for 30 years. It's a fucking long play. It ain't no, oh yeah, I'm going to make a quick buck like Dogecoin. Hell no. This is long play. This is 401k retirement shit. Mm -hmm. So.
1: But, I mean, if you do it. Correctly and enough. You can create enough passive income where you don't have to work.
0: Correct, you are. So, here we go. Leveraging. So, most of the deals Ryan and I get, we have to supply 20% down. So, when we purchase a property, we have to come up with 20% of the money, plus some other random fees, closing costs, stuff like that. We have been, pur- when when Ryan and I purchased house, I don't, I, him and I have bought very minimal amount of properties at market value.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Most of the stuff's under market value. So this is where it's a perk. We got our first group home for around a $100,000. Well, not our first group home, but the first one we purchased was around a $100,000. We... Put 20% down. We've had that for two years now. That property has appreciated. So it already had instant equity and it probably like 20,000 of instant equity because yeah. we got it off, off market. So now that property is paid down quite a, I mean, that's, we owe, I think like 70,000 on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That property is now valued around 140, 150. So, we got to undervalue. Appreciation's kicked in really well the past two years. Mm-hmm. Very well. We're paid down to 70. So, right now, right now, that property, we have 50% equity in. Okay? That is huge. Everything you have in, in, in that aspect, you want equity. You want equity in a deal. 20% equity a lot of people say shoot for 25, Ryan and I shoot for 25, <clears throat> and we're able to make the 25 happen because we purchase under market value. We put 20% in and we instantly on the purchase, we add value mm-hmm. just because we got a, a lower price. So we have this good equity in these properties and that allows us to get more.
1: So what can you do with that equity?
0: So. A big thing. Most of our properties, I actually all of our properties, but one for Ryan and I, group home. What just him and I mm-hmm. have together. All of them, but one. We do nothing with the equity. We just have phenomenal equity in these properties. We're talking our worst one we have. We probably have about. equity in the worst property we have.
1: Damn. Okay.
0: Well, not necessarily... It's not the worst property. It's just the property that's got the least amount of equity because we had to buy it a little above... uh, uh, Not above market value, but a little above like a phenomenal deal. Yeah. So anyways, we got 40% equity as the worst in these. In that, those properties just sit there so that we have... Good leverages, mm-hmm. and that just means leverage wise, we have. A, adequate, uh, adequate. We have adequate. I'm so stupid sometimes. We have adequate equity compared to debt. Okay, so that they keep giving us loans.
1: Oh, so like, if they're okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you ever have to like foreclose on that loan they, like, you already have half the loan paid for, or, like...
0: If they had to foreclose on those properties...
1: They could easily make money on them. They easily
0: make money on Yeah, yeah. Every property we have, banks would make money on them. Yeah,
1: so that makes sense. Okay. So that's that's leveraging. Leveraging is making sure that if a bank... If you foreclose on a home, a bank could make money on it.
0: Well, I don't think that's the actual term,
1: Uh, That's kind of what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean... It, leveraging is just how much equity you have in a property compared to debt. Okay, yeah. So
1: so wait, this house is like phenomenal then.
0: Absolutely great. Okay. And so I'll touch on that. So Ryan and I have one property
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's paid down phenomenally. It's, because it's paid down so well, we have a line of credit on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Typically, it's a HELOC. But we're on commercial side, so we're lining it's a line of credit Mm -hmm. instead of a HELOC. Sam and I have a HELOC on our current house because we have very good equity in our current house.
1: Right, which is literally a home equity line of credit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, we can, whenever we need, we can pull money out against our house on a 4.25%. Yeah. It's phenomenal rates. It's a phenomenal deal. Home equity lines credits are amazing. So the one property that Ryan and I have a lot of equity on, we are taking a line of credit on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Which they also describe as like a second mortgage. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And so Ryan and I could do that on all the other properties we have. We will not do that because we want to keep our leveraging very well. Right. So right now we have five properties under contract Mm -hmm. that that we're closing on them all. And the bank is able to close on them because we have... Good debt to equity. Mm-hmm. So, this is where debt is good. Mm-hmm. We're getting the tax benefits by having Oof. debt on these properties. Right now, Ryan and I have five properties together with five more coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Plus your individual ones. Plus
0: our individuals. Yeah, I'm not coding that. We could never... Ryan and I do not... We, we make pretty good income but we do not make good enough income to pay off 10 properties own 10 properties if we weren't using debt right that's not it's we could probably have us pulling our money together we could have two we probably have two yeah because we get them at such good deals right so we're able to have eight more properties because of debt Mm -hmm. and because we're utilizing our equity in those properties so that's where that becomes very. When you're talking about rentals, that is good debt. Mhm. So, what do you got?
1: So, what are some examples of bad debt?
0: Okay. Um, do you have a car loan?
1: No. What? Well, I have a motorcycle loan. That's awful debt. But we did it because it was a bigger pockets. I don't know. Um, so we could pay off the motorcycle if we wanted to. Um, we have the money, but we decided to instead, like, instead of just forfeiting that money towards a motorcycle, um, we got a loan on it because it was a super good loan. But now we're able to use that money that we didn't have to fork over for the motorcycle towards a fourplex or whatever. I mean, I pretty sure probably most of it went into dogecoin which has made us quite a bit of money
0: most of it went into stocks yeah And um Um, so
1: we i mean by doing those kind of loans we're able to utilize our current money better
0: yes but that is still bad debt so if you have an auto loan bad debt motorcycle any toy loan is bad debt credit cards are bad debt All of that stuff is bad debt. I do not recommend it. Don't. If you don't have to have it, don't have it. It, The thing is, if a $5,000 vehicle will get you from point A to point B, and you're able to use that $5,000 vehicle, do that instead of buying a $30,000 one on loan. Like, be smart with your money. Don't Mm -hmm. have bad debt. The reason Sam and I, so I have a truck loan. Sam has a motorcycle loan. I believe that's the only loans we have besides your student loans. Correct. I don't know what student loans are considered. I'm going to consider them a bad loan because they don't even fucking benefit you. I don't think school benefits you anymore. I'm losing faith in school, Sam.
1: Okay, we can do another podcast on that because you and I both have a lot of opinions on that. I'm losing faith. Um, the only reason that so like I said, like all of our bad debt, like we can pay off, like we could pay it off tomorrow if we wanted to, but we just decided that we wanted to utilize our money better. Um, But like my student loans, I really don't want to pay off because they're my longest line of credit. Um, So if we paid my student loans off, my credit score would go in the drains.
0: Yeah. So that's something people should also keep in mind. It really depends on how like financially intelligent you are. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, so it's like, okay to have credit cards, but if you're going to put money on it, pay it off before the end of the month. Don't rack up that interest. Like,
0: absolutely. I, there's everything we purchase on a credit card, we can pay off with the money in our account. We just use the credit card to get the points and postpone paying it until the end of the month.
1: Mm. Or like right now, um, actually I think since we started dating, we have really utilized, uh, um, a lot of credit card companies will send you waivers to get 0% interest for, I think like 12 to 18 months. Um, and then my bank just sent me one this past fall (laughs) that I had 0% interest for 22 months. So we've been putting all the wedding stuff on it. Um.
0: Which we can still pay off.
1: Yeah, no, we still can pay it off. But, I mean, if... Like, if you want to do a flip, like, that's a good way to...
0: Phenomenal.
1: Like, get a credit card that is 0% interest for, I mean, at least 12 months. Put all of your expenses on it. And then make sure you, like, you can slowly make payments on it in those 12 months. But you just have to, like, budget and make sure you get it done before the interest hits. Because interest rate on credit cards is insane.
0: Absolutely.
1: But like my, so like my student loan interest rate, it's honestly only, well, right now it's 0% because of COVID. Um, but I think it's only like my highest one is 3%, Mm -hmm. which is a joke with how little like amount I have.
0: Right. And, um, and so we, we, We use credit cards for points in postponing. Mm -hmm. So that's bad debt that we utilize in a, in a good manner. Mm -hmm. Next, your student loans. Yes, we pay a little interest on that, but we don't pay it down so that your credit score doesn't get hit Mm -hmm. so that we're able to buy properties better. Mm
1: -hmm. And it, okay. Once again, honestly, it's like a dollar of interest every month. When, before COVID happened, it was such a little amount. It was stupid.
0: Right we have a motorcycle loan Mm -hmm. because i wanted a motorcycle
1: Mm and i mean mean, we didn't we wanted to use a lot utilize our money
0: right so over the whole course of that loan it is it's less than a thousand dollars we'll pay on interest
1: yeah it was only like what 700 or something
0: not even so seven thousand dollar loan for the motorcycle over the course of it, we're going to pay $700, roughly. Mm-hmm. I know by putting that money in stocks over the next four years, that $7,000 over the next four years, I will make more than $700 off that seven grand. I will most likely do that in a span of a month.
1: We have already done it in a week.
0: Absolutely. So, next one, my pickup truck.
1: Oh, and plus two. Um, like right now, if we sold the motorcycle, we'd make money off it.
0: Yeah. Motorcycle prices went up. So that was actually a good investment. Yes. Um, the next one, bad debt is my pickup. $8,000 loan. I will end up paying, um, just shy of a thousand in interest on that also. Mm. Once again, I have $8,000 to pay it off, but I have it in stocks and cryptos. And I know that I will make more than a thousand dollars in the four years than I will by saving a thousand dollars by spending 8,000 right now. Mm -hmm. So that is why, so that we, we have bad debt. We will admit to everybody. We have bad debt and we utilize bad debt on purpose. Mm -hmm. There are people who cannot do that responsibly. And those people that cannot do that responsibly do not listen to that. That last part, do not listen to how to utilize bad debt. Mm-hmm. Do not do that. Don't have bad debt. It's not good for you if you are not financially intelligent. If you cannot utilize it properly, do not have bad debt.
1: And, like, we like we don't drive nice cars. I drive a $1,000 beater that Sean's lovely sister-in-law um, sold to us.
0: And It's just a freaking gem.
1: It's, it's the best car ever. It's honestly the greatest car ever. Has a little rust, but who cares? And then, yeah, Sean drives a beat-up pickup truck because he knows he's going to use it for work and construction, so he doesn't care if it gets scratches and dents. And it was $8,000, you said?
0: Right, so here's the deal with that. I tried doing the, uh, the nice pickup truck thing, and I hated it because I work construction, I do a lot of stuff, and I was always scared to beat the truck. Mm-hmm. Now, I went and I picked up an $8,000 pickup, and if I, like, throw shit on this and, like, dent it up, I don't care. Right. Like, I don't care, because it's a work truck, and I didn't spend much on it, and so that's the kind of shit I like to drive. Right. Yeah.
1: And so we're not saying, like, don't go out and buy a $25,000 car. And say, like, oh, it's it's okay to have this bad debt because I'm I don't have to like put twenty five thousand dollars up front, blah blah blah. No, you're gonna pay a shit ton more in interest because it's a higher amount.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you don't need a car that's that nice,
0: unless you make enough where it makes sense for you. But that's not the that's not the majority. The peop- yeah, no.
1: Most people listening to this podcast. Should not do that.
0: Correct, you are. Um. So with that, when when you're looking at that, that car is just going to depreciate. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want to be in that bad debt, assuming all that depreciation. It's it's not good.
1: Right. My my first car, I paid three hundred dollars for. Well, my parents paid three hundred dollars for, and it lasted me two years. It was a gem. My second car was good old Bruce. I bought it for eight hundred dollars. It lasted me five years. Sold it for five hundred. Best purchase ever. And Sean, he's told everyone, like, he has flipped so many cars that he is net positive on all of his car purchases.
0: Yeah, so I've <clears throat> I've had over thirty cars. Um I think we're at thirty five now roughly. At yeah, thirty five. Um And by flipping all these cars, I've had some losses, but I've had more gains than losses, and the gains have been bigger than the losses. And so over the course of 10 years, I have not paid to have a vehicle. Does that make sense? I I make more money on my vehicle flips to the point that I drive vehicles for free Mm -hmm. besides insurance but i'd have to pay insurance either way so whatever right but i think the only vehicle now that threw that switch off is the corvette however
1: that is gonna we could sell that now for more money than we bought it for
0: exactly and so that's an appreciation king and that's a big reason why i invest in that and why i'm going to invest in more classic cars insurance is very cheap and so it costs next to nothing to own sure you have to maintain it you have to maintain everything
1: but like maintaining older vehicles is so much easier than ones now so many less electronics absolutely they're just we've that's what we've talked about is like older vehicles are so much nicer because it's literally a machine with working parts and you can figure out the one part that's not working correctly so much easier than you can nowadays
0: absolutely and so that, I mean, that's that's more of an investment than whatever. But anyhow.
1: And it's my baby, so you're not selling it.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, I wouldn't want to sell it yet. Anyways, um, the big thing is with that, the bad debt, we always have the money that could pay off that bad debt. Mm-hmm. Worst case, Ontario, we can pay off that bad debt. We just choose not to because we know we can get a better return. That is where a lot of people are on the wrong side of this. Mm-hmm. They do not have the money to pay off that bad debt. Correct. And that's where that's where they're wrong. So,
1: should we sum this up quick?
0: Yeah, we'll 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 get this summed up. So, Dogecoin's the best. Um, <laughs> good debt and bad debt. When you utilize debt to buy. Properties or buy things that are cash flowing. That is a good utilization of debt. You are getting appreciation. You're getting principal pay down so that you have more equity in a property. So it's giving you better leverages so you can purchase more. You do not have to come up with these astronomical numbers to buy properties because you just get a loan. hmm You get debt on it, so you're putting 20% down on these things. And your cash flowing, that is a good use of debt. I recommend everybody to do that type of investing. Good, good debt.
1: And then it just, like, you can keep rolling it in. So all the cash flow you get... You should not even pocket it. Like you should put it in an account so that that keeps growing. So then you can put that into the next deal, put it into the next deal, and you can grow that exponentially where someday you don't have to work or you can buy four properties in a year because you've grown that money so much.
0: Very good. Very good example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you get that cash flow in, do not increase your standard of living, invest more. And then bad debt, we utilize our bad debt in our favor, but we always have the funds to pay off that bad debt, always. That, if you are going to utilize bad debt, be very smart, make sure you're getting a better return than what you could save in interest, and make sure you have enough money to pay it all off. To the flip side, if you do not have those things, do not utilize bad debt.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you and I, like, we don't have shopping problems either. Like. No. We're, I, we're not addicted to, like, buying the nicest things. Like, we don't have the nicest clothes.
0: Two years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got myself a present that one time I went shopping with Mitch and Kyle.
1: Your goddamn cowboy boots?
0: No, my I got those four years ago, babe.
1: Seems like yesterday. My pistol? Oh my god, yeah.
0: Sometimes I treat myself for how often I work. And I bought a pistol last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and I buy myself Harry Potter Legos.
0: There we go. But, yeah, we don't have what we call shopping problems. We don't do that like, oh, I had a bad day, so I went shopping. That shit don't exist.
1: No, not really.
0: So um, that is good debt to bad debt.
1: And how you can utilize it to get rental properties.
0: How you can utilize it to, for a gain, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we do. And, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, listen to uh, bigger Pockets. There's a couple episodes in there I know that uh, a lot of their guests talk about them doing that.
0: Like good debt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: like how they uh, roll their money into the next property and utilize debt and stuff like that, yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So very, very common. One of the best things to do, you set your budget. So like Sam and I have our set. We live off of that certain amount that we live off of every Mm -hmm. month. We have to make sure the truck payment and the motorcycle payment and the student loans all fall in that. Mm-hmm. That's all being paid for in our monthly income. Mm-hmm. The money we invest always gets invested. Everything we make off of our investments gets reinvested. We do not get to spend that money. Yeah, no, we It don't. gets reinvested.
1: Nope.
0: So that's the big thing. Everything we make investing gets reinvested. We live off of a certain amount and we have to live off that, and we have that set, and that's how it is. And yes, we will probably raise it every year mm-hmm. by a little bit because we make more, mm-hmm. so we'll keep a, a percentage. Um, but that's that's how we do it. You
1: right, if you want to raise your standard of living, then make more money,
0: absolutely. We and that's why we base everything off of percentages.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The only caveat is I invest 100% of my owner draws. Mm-hmm. Um, any profits I make in my companies, I reinvest a hundred percent of that. I I live like the average person. I make fifty thousand a year, and I live off of that. Mm-hmm. I don't even live off of that. I live off of sixty percent of fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. So if I get a raise or something, I get an increase on that. Then, I get to my percentage is still gonna be sixty percent, mm-hmm. but that's the big thing.
1: And that's and that's really um, contributed too about like, Sean and I discussed uh, downsizing houses even. Um, but like here, those are more expensive than the house we have now still. Yes. Um, so we've had to take that into consideration. Like, does this fit into our 60% budget? No, it doesn't. Then we can't get it.
0: Oh, absolutely. We've done that. A lot of houses we looked at, Mm -hmm. it won't fit in our budget. And that's a big reason we have to house hack.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I I honestly, I don't know how people pay for expensive houses.
1: Well, they don't live off of 60% of their uh, their uh, the income.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, Or their salary, mm-hmm. not their income, their salary. Because I, I, I've talked to other people about, like, whatever your income is, that's what you live off of. Like, you live off of a percentage of your income,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or a percentage of your salary, sorry, percentage of your salary, not your income. If you get bonuses throughout the year, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. not get to live off your bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like that, you do not get that investments get that
1: Mm. and um oh shoot uh income oh and two, like we invest 30 percent of our like of our uh salary Salary. Mm -hmm. so you have to think like sean and i we've talked about this like we could have i mean not the most luxurious next five years but i mean we'll live like happy lives like we'll have our um rental properties, and we'll live in multi-families for a couple of years, but our lives after that five years will be so much better. Like, we'll be able to have such a higher standard of living because of the money that we're putting aside now to invest into our future.
0: Absolutely. And that just goes back to our vision podcast we have, Mm -hmm. where we said in three years, we want to be able to tour the world, Mm -hmm. and we'll be getting $25,000 a month in passive income. Yeah. And that is because we invest. hmm And we invest pretty goddamn hard.
1: Oh, yeah. Sean and I are both over 100% in our Robin Hoods right now. Whoop, whoop.
0: And um, Ryan and I do a lot of shit. Yeah, you guys do.
1: Dude, think <coughs> how luxurious of a fucking wedding we could have if we used your, the amount of money you had in Robin Hood right now.
0: It would never happen. I can't even...
1: You could buy me a castle with that money.
0: I... Yeah, oh a castle for a day. I can't even the money I've made in Robin Hood, I can't even withdraw. Like I I can't even withdraw a thousand dollars. My my mind will not let me touch that money. I'm in Ryan tries to talk me into using it for real estate. My mind does not even let me do that. Like I cannot fucking do it. I don't know why. I'm incapable of doing it.
1: Okay, if we use that money for a uh like, let's say, like... A down a, payment? A second home. So, like, if it was 3%. Mm. <laughs>
0: that... No. No. Don't.
1: You don't think that's a thing?
0: No, because my income wouldn't supplement that.
1: Oh, fine. Still, though, we could get a $2.3 million house.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, but my... <laughs> they would laugh at my income. They'd be like, yeah, bro, good joke. And I'd be like, thanks. But...
1: I got the down payment though,
0: man. Yeah, I got the down payment, bro. Um, I I just...
1: Okay, we're going on tangents now. (laughs) Well,
0: I I just have so engulfed myself in the belief that I cannot touch my investment money for personal use. And I I even have a hard time moving it within different investments. That oh yeah,
1: it's... Sean struggles at buying and selling for the longest time like he had sh- like just over that like over $1000 just sitting in Robinhood cuz he didn't know what to invest it in.
0: I but I won't pull it out.
1: No, it j- it just sat there. It's which like luckily like Robinhood does have the great thing where you can gain interest on money that's just sitting there. It's only Not for me. What? You make too much money?
0: No, I'm a pattern day trader.
1: Ha, <laughs> that uh... sucks. I mean, I never have my money sit there, so I only make like a penny a month.
0: Right. But so...
1: Sean, that, you're not utilizing your money.
0: Yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, so that money just sits there. And the, But the opposite is I dedicate 50% of my draws for real estate investing with Ryan. Mm-hmm. 50% of my profits are investing with Ryan strictly. The other 50% is for investing in properties. Real estate. And I don't, I'm not going to take that money and put it into Robinhood because my 30% goes into Robinhood. Right. And so right now we've been using that 30% to pay down our HELOC until our next draws. Mm -hmm. But like, once we get that, I'm going to calculate out every month I wasn't able to put that 30% into stocks and I will take that amount out of my 50% and I'll put it in Robinhood and I'll take the other money and put it towards real estate investing.
1: Okay. Are you going to give money for my 30%? (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe what's,
1: what's yours is mine now
0: soon Not soon but i just i i'm getting to the point i i set a plan I, or i set something in my mind and it's just it's just kind of what it's got to be mm-hmm. and so that's uh that's
1: and i i slow them down a little bit but that's okay
0: yeah
1: it's our personality types you can read my blog on it
0: absolutely so Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Would someone send us some ideas for researching, please? Please. Somebody. Nobody has. Well, actually, Ryan has it. Thank you very much, Ryan, for letting us know what we should talk about. Uh, That was the Relationships Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else, send us some recommendations. You can either text it to us. You could uh, write it to us in our Instagram, Tutors of Life. Um, you, you can could... email
1: us at life at gmail.com. That exists. Yeah. I made it a long time ago.
0: <laughs> Love it. So yes, reach out. Please give us some more ideas for things we can talk about. We are able to come up with stuff, but pretty soon we're just going to be repeating stuff because we need, we need ideas. Mm. We need feedback.
1: Yeah. We have some like great plans in the future. Um, I mean, probably the long, long future. Uh, but there's some topics that we want to invest our lives into learning for a short period of time to come out with good podcasts on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about doing, um, six month stints of learning like one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of touching base on blogs and podcasts, um, about how that, Specific okay. learning experiences going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just want to do a bunch of six month clips like that, mm-hmm. which we will still podcast about all the normal stuff.
1: It'll just be like a good intense podcast on that one thing, though.
0: Yeah, and then we'll just add it in every few podcasts. Like, hey, this how this is going. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, that is that. So recommendations, please, and thank you. Check us out on Tutors of Life on Instagram. Check out our blog at tutorsoflife.com. We'll catch you later.
1: See ya.